Hello folks, this is Rob Stith, designer of the Orpheus Protocol and GM of this lovely romp into the horrifying unknown that we've been listening to together. I just wanted to jump in at the start here and let you know that the Orpheus Protocol Kickstarter is going off like gangbusters. We're already 200% funded with 24 days to go as of the time of this recording. So if you feel like jumping in and backing a game that's guaranteed to deliver and is getting more exciting in its content with every passing stretch goal, go ahead and visit Kickstarter and search for the Orpheus Protocol, and we thank you very much for your support. In our previous episode, Orpheus operatives Delson, Christian, and Gerard began to investigate a remote research facility deep in the central Indiana woods connected in some way to a mysterious, classified incident at a nearby mansion. Upon entering the facility, they noted some strange insect behavior, and discovered that higher life forms in the area had been affected in a different but no less strange way. In the underground lab, Delson discovered a humanoid figure completely covered in a menagerie of incompatible, seemingly impossible fungal growth. Delson, upon seeing this, please roll me up a horror check. Alrighty, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to make that with um, stability with willpower. So I rolled a plus one on the dice, so that's going to be a four for me. You pass and stand to lose three sanity. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to spend one spiritual strain, so I only take one. Just hanging on, not quite lightly wounded insanity yet. Yep. Eventually, I'm going to get to use words, and I want to be in okay condition when that happens. Indeed. Okay, you see that. <laughs> Guys, The uh, I think this is one of the, the old researchers uh, in here. They, they, they don't look uh, good. What's wrong with them? Yeah, he like... seems to be covered in lots of sorts of uh, mushrooms, uh, perhaps some fungus. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that's that looks like it. Uh, it looks pretty pretty awful, if you if you ask me. Um, I, I I I can't pinpoint like a root cause of this. It these look like they're all sorts of different uh, varieties of fungus that normally you wouldn't find them living together. Uh, much less inhibiting a host like this. Christian, since you have also looked, you also stand to lose three sanity. I will say you automatically pass the check because it's not a super high level check, and you were given advance warning through Delson's reaction. All right, so I'll just spend one and negate two and then take one. It's it's not pleasant. Um, Nicer is the odors. Oh. Yeah, I can see why they were trying to keep it cold in here. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything that we could that we could do to these folks? I, I don't know. I reckon we should probably include this in our report, but I don't know. If there's anything that we can do. They're yeah. dead, right? 
I reckon they look yeah. pretty mm-hmm. dead. Most definitely, we will take this down in the notes and then put it in the report. But uh, I think it might be best for us to close this up and... Mm, Burn it all. Uh, I... Uh, mm, yeah, I like that idea if this is not a ongoing experiment, but... If it is, that could be destruction of company assets, and that might be frowned upon. And in any case, there is an onus on you three to seek to explain what you find, or at least gather the pertinent information that you can to report back. Like, if you're just like, ah, this is weird, that's not a very good job, you're professionals and you have a laboratory facility, they probably expect you to do a little more due diligence than that. So should we try to take a, a sample and analyze that? Uh, or should we comb through more of the records? I reckon things have probably advanced from the last time anyone was here like 16 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go scraping gills of uh, the mushrooms, perhaps maybe we should look through what we have left on the computers and the data from the cameras. So uh, whatever picture it makes, we can look at this and we can see it and we can say, oh, this looks very different. Oh, this looks very much the same. You see what I'm saying? It's worth taking a look. I know that there's a lot of data on there, though, so it, it could take a... A fair amount of time uh, but it's worth taking a poke yeah perhaps like the most recent yeah yeah I mean, if they've got uh you know eyes on on the subjects ugh, it feels gross saying that uh on these people from those reports then yeah that sounds good rob didn't we see cameras like uh, in the inside of the chamber or am i crazy yeah there would have been there okay. would have been surveillance or at least maybe not comprehensive coverage but some. If nothing else, they don't want someone going crazy or betraying the company or something like that in there and not having, like, video to see who did it so they know who to track down. Yeah, so maybe Gerard can help us find this last, uh, you know, before the station was uh, sleeping, if we could find the records and look at just on quick, like, fast-forward mode and maybe see what we see see if this is worth you know looking into with our own hands or if we have the data yes this is good close up the door and say okay yeah yeah i think that sounds good and to be clear so like these things 100 percent thawed out when the power went down right mm-hmm. they are refreezing now but okay. uh the room part of the reason it smells bad like you're not even sure that there was any kind of containment breach but it was so cold that all of the moisture in the air was iced and it's been thawed out for probably many, many years. And so the water's all super brackish and stuff because it's so hermetically sealed that the water all stayed in the room. Right. Much of it is getting frozen again. Like it's getting less gross as so, time goes on now that power is on. So it's like brown ice. Maybe not quite that bad, but certainly, <laughs> certainly murky. We can look but i don't think we should spend a ton of time we need to destroy all the evidence of the orpheus protocol that was here we certainly do uh i think that they'll want an explanation for this in the update though so uh 
Christian, did you want to get combing through those files or? Yeah, Gerard, yeah, yeah. I know I've that you're a little bit more proficient, I think, with computers. Yeah, if if uh, Gerard uh, finds a, you know, uh, backdoors me in, I can click buttons, you know, and I can scroll and watch things. I do this sometimes on YouTube. Um, you, have you seen YouTube? Yeah, yeah, it's a new craze. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. some... You know damn Daniel. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> computers. Gerard sits down and starts typing on the computer to try to find the files that they're looking for. And what specifically are you looking for? So that I know what DV to assign your focus-based cybersecurity check that you're making now. Any password-protected files? Anything that would relate to the cylindrical tubes, fungus, okay. keywords like that? The juicy stuff. All right, go ahead and give me the check. Okay. Oof. So I got th- three on the dice. Yes. That's based on my focus, right? Yep, so you're at a six. Six. Um, and you can spend up to three mental strain if you want, but you don't have to spend strain if you don't want to. I'll stay at a six. So it takes some time. It looks like there really isn't much in the way of protected stuff, because, I mean, if you get into this room and you're not supposed to, things are pretty fucked already. But, and this is not on, like, an internet connection. Like, it's local to the facility. They're not like patched out to anything but you find that a lot of the research that was being done before the end so to speak was on the behavior and physiology of local insect life there's numerous references in the files that you're scanning through to the higher mammals and birds and stuff being chased away by something ineffable and the lower life forms sticking around and wanting to study the long-term effects of this place on them. And it appears that late in this process, the research team were all getting sick and working through their illness and eventually communicating with Orpheus that they were going to be putting themselves in cryogenic storage and waiting for another team to be sent in to try to research a way to cure them. And... As far as you can tell, either the files concerning the research that was done on the infected research team have been expunged completely, or they're stored somewhere else, or they were just left here to die for the power to run out on the life support at some point, and just, that was it. There's no real way to confirm which of those scenarios took place. Uh, uh, Delson and Rod, uh, I think that these people were left here and they just passed it was not a experiment it was um i want to say an accident because it makes me feel better but it could have been on purpose um so yeah maybe we should take some samples and some data because this was not planned yeah i agree that doing at least a rudimentary analysis would probably be a good idea I mean, I'm I'm the one with the skills for that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but I can help you point, scrape this, uh, hold the jar here, look at that, take this picture, make this picture. I could do some helping things, like a level one biology lab man. Okay, okay, yeah. 
So would it be standard protocol for us to try to take a sample from all of them? Probably just from one. Okay. And see if you find something that warrants comparison. Okay. I assume that, like, you go ahead and look in the other tubes. Yeah, there's, like, five super fungused up, fucked up bodies in there. And to your eyes, they all are exhibiting the same strange symptoms. Mm -hmm. I I would suggest maybe the most exotic fungus we go for first, just because... It it shows the most uh, insanity in the in the prospects, you know. Seeing a cordyceps fungus on these guys is going to be a lot weirder than seeing your common brown mushroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then did we see a count of how many people were on the research team in the files? Yeah, looking through the stuff in here, you see that there were six initially, and one of them. A couple years before the facility shut down, before people were getting sick or whatever, was reassigned and left. Okay. So we're not, like, mysteriously short one body in the tubes. If you are, it's not really a body. It's like somebody got out before the sickness, which, you know, could be coincidental or could be... You could read a sinister reading into that if you wanted to. Like, oh, this guy left and then everyone else died. But in terms of... The people who are reported to have gotten sick while researching the insect life, they are all in the tubes okay. here. Perfect. Just wanted to make sure that we weren't potentially contending with someone who'd been squatting here for a long, long time. The fun uh, guy, as they call him. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> oh hermetically my. sealed. So anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to crack open one of these cases Probably the first one. I'm going to try to take a sample of some of the more um, unlikely, uncanny sort of fungus that's on here. And I'm going to see if I can get any of the human bits in there for analysis uh, as well. So you take numerous cultures of fungus and also a couple of tissue samples where you can find any human tissue left. There's a surprisingly small amount. Mm -hmm. But... You go ahead and work on that. Is there anything else that anyone else wants to do? Because taking the samples properly and studying them is going to take... You're going to be up kind of late doing this at this point. So, like, we're going to be into the point of, like, you guys needing to either get some sleep or get exhausted and have penalties. Gerard's going to go looking around to secure barracks for us. Make sure we have a safe place to sleep and making sure that we have any food... Water, anything we sure need thing. for the evening. That doesn't take much longer than like 15 minutes. The place is pretty pristine. It's clear it hasn't been used in a long time. And it's well stocked with supplies. Do we have things to make this fire thing Gerard was suggesting possible? Plastic explosives or something, just in case that was the plan that we're just going to make this facility go boom? We have the gas and stuff from the generators. The barracks does have an armory, and there probably are some explosive devices in there. Okay. So it is feasible. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you want to really mess this place up, you can. Then that would be the other thing Gerard would be doing, was securing all the weapons and taking stock. Yeah, you probably spend a couple hours uh, disassembling and checking everything, because the last thing you want is to, like, be in a situation where you need one of these guns and have it blow up in your hands or jam or whatever, because they've been sitting here a long time. Good, because I didn't want to poke my head out of the hermetically sealed place and be like, Gerard, have you seen any guns? (laughs) Because that would have just been weird. Yeah. 
let's go ahead then. And I think how we're going to do this is a collaborative check between Delson as the lead and Christian just assisting him. It's a lab use check for both of you. Uh, Dexterity for Christian because you're just like taking samples and moving things around and whatnot. Yeah. And focus for Delson because he's the one who's doing the actual analysis. So you don't have a skill rank, but you can spend up to one physical strain to boost your dexterity check, Christian. And based on how close that gets to Delson's result, you can give him a bonus Okay. through collaboration. So both of you go ahead and roll your checks. So that's flat on the dice for me, but I do have a reroll. I don't think that I've done a, a lab check. Not this scene, certainly. Yeah, I'll take that reroll. I got two on the dice, so that puts me at a five. Okay. Uh, flat on the dice again. Uh, so that gives me a three. And you can use mental strain if you want. I only have three of those left. You could just take it, because, I mean, if he beats you, you still get a plus three to your check. Yeah, then I'll I'll take like, it. Like, it's still a maximum collaboration bonus, so you'd end up going in with a six. Yeah, I'll take you. that. Which is part of the reason that collaboration, if you're not just terrible at it and distracting the person, is good, because you kind of have multiple chances of getting a good roll and at least getting some kind of bonus. So, yeah, with a six... It takes a while, but you do notice some interesting stuff. This isn't really, strictly speaking, an enormous number of different species of slime molds and other fungus, as much as it is a colony entity where there is significant uh, sort of the fungal equivalent, also some bacteria do this, the equivalent of reproduction where... Things are just trading bits of genetic information with one another. It's almost like a gestalt where the various species have pooled their collective genetic information and are manifesting in sort of echoes of the original species. But really, it's all one thing that can take lots of different forms. And it's almost like in a directionless, random way, manifesting different arrangements of its potential. Okay. Uh, anything from the human bits in there? It's severely degraded, but what you can see is that obviously the fungus is feeding on what human tissue is left for energy, and it would appear that the fungal invasion was more, and this, this fits with the descriptions in the files, it was more than decomposition. Like, this was a comprehensive systemic fungal infection that happened while the people were still alive it's just since death gone into a decomposition phase but this fungal communal organism was using the living human bodies as host before they expired as well but in terms of like your surface scrapes and tissue samples of that kind like that's pretty much the extent of the information that you are able to get but you feel pretty good in terms of like how comprehensive your survey has been. Okay, is this enough information that I would feel comfortable with us reporting these findings back to Orpheus? I mean, sure. Of course, there is always the option of doing a really, really unpleasant autopsy. But other than that, you've got the information that you can get from the samples you took. Okay, yeah, I think you're that, you're pretty confident. Uh, balancing priorities. I should probably just go ahead and um you know, write this up for the report and and call it a, a night. Do you refrigerate the samples? Do you incinerate them? What do you do? Uh, I think I'm going to incinerate them. Okay. doesn't take long. Like, there's a good facility for it, and it's all powered up and stuff. Hours pass, 
with the two of you in the lab and Gerard securing the barracks and looking through testing weapons and making sure that everything's in working order. And it comes time that you're getting quite tired. What is your plan for the night? You do have a choice. Like, if you just stay up, you're going to get penalized, but you can. Or you can set watches or just all sleep or whatever. How are you going to handle this? Gerard's going to take a very military approach. And he's going to say to the other two, why don't you guys sleep first? I'll take first watch, and we'll rotate throughout the night. You got it? I'll take the middle. Yeah, I will be this nice early riser since. That is a great idea, Garad. Thank you for that. Uh, Guten Nacht. Okay. So, I assume that you guys just sort of sleep in the barracks. Gerard, I would like an endurance check with Mm -hmm. vitality to just stay awake and alert during your time. All right. Okay, so I got a three vitality. I rolled a plus one on the die, so I have a four. What is your vigilance going to be set at during your watch? He's not very trusting right now. He's pretty sure something's up, so he's going to keep it pretty high. I'll take the plus one. Okay, Uh, so that gets you to a four, and if you want to boost it with mental strain, you may. I'll boost it by one. I'll go to a five. And where are you? Are you patrolling? Are you sitting in one place? What are you doing to keep yourself awake and surprise the situation? I picture Gerard would put us all in one room, and he would put himself between the cots that they're on and the door, and he's sitting in a chair with his assault rifle across his lap just waiting. About a third of the way into your watch, you think that you hear something out in the hall. What do you do? Just a shuffling movement, like nothing terribly specific. Jared gets up first thing and makes sure the door is still secure. And then he just presses his ear to the door to see if he can hear the sound again. And trying to count the number of footsteps to see if he can tell the number of creatures that are moving out there. You hear the sound a couple more times. If they're footsteps, they're very light, more of like a swish of something being lightly moved across the floor, almost. There's not a lot of it going on at once. Whatever it is, there isn't a whole bunch of different sources of the sound, is what you can easily conclude. Uh, Jar goes over and wakes up Delson. Yeah, yeah, what? I hear something swishing out there. Swishing? Yeah, like it's moving across the floor but it's not walking. Uh, do you reckon that you might describe this type of sound as perhaps scuttling? Possible. Can you, I don't know, uh, reach out and see if you can sense it better than I can? I mean, I can I can take a peek at the, the, the door or whatever. Willing to beat that it's probably bugs. Uh, uh, don't leave yeah. the room. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll see what I can do. See if I can get a read on it. So... They walk to the door and uh, sort of cup their ear in their hand and place it against the door and see if they can pull anything. Uh, Maybe also do that thing where they sort of drop to their stomach and see if they can see anything out in the hall through whatever ambient light might be around. What you see is a long shadow being cast across the floor down the length of the hall. And as you try to focus on that and see relative to the light source, like how far away it is, exactly what shape it is, something like that, with a suddenness that makes it almost difficult to react, kind of surreal, something black moves very swiftly under the door, just kind of 
directly into your field of view like it's going right for your eyes. Ah. Uh, I'd like you to roll an initiative check. Oh, shoot. Kabootski. As a black ant literally jumps up into your face. Flat on the dice, so that's a seven? You, somewhat ungainly, scramble back from where you were on the floor, and you don't feel anything, but you also don't see the ant either. I think that there might be an incredibly acrobatic ant somewhere on my person. Could you just give me a visual pat down, Gerard? Let's get an awareness check. Okay. Perception. See if you can find it. You're doing the thing with like an ant or a spider or whatever. It's like, fuck, is, is it on me? Is it on me? One on the dice. So that's a four. You see the ant perched on the precipice of the collar of Delson's shirt. And I need you to make an initiative check to try to be fast enough to brush it away as it's starting to scurry down the other side, down under their shirt. Okay. So I roll the plus two on the dice, and my initiative score says a seven, so nine. Wow. Okay. So you slap the ant away. Delson might react a little strongly to the... Uh, it, Delson, from your perspective, it's like you kind of get slapped a little bit. But, Gerard, you're able to track where the ant flies to, where it lands on the floor. If you want to go ahead and crush that, you are able. Absolutely. Gerard steps on it. Meanwhile, let's get an active awareness check from Christian while he sleeps. Just roll a uh, perception and dice. No skill features. That's a negative three on the dice. Uh, So a zero? Yeah. Okay. Very much that, yes. You hear the shuffling sound in the hallway again, and for the moment all is quiet. What do you do? So, I think that the thing that was out there um, is probably those weird uh, colonies of bugs. Um, Did we want to take a particular action around attempting to clear those out, or did we want to fortify our position for the evening? What do you think we should do? It's a Do you tough think one. that these things are going to attack us? I mean, I put myself anywhere near its uh, its sensory range and it came flying at me. So I feel like certainly if we make a move, they're going to engage. But I'm not sure if they're aggressive or if uh, that's a purely defensive thing. Would I actually be able to get any sort of determination on that based on what all I know about bugs and the general like research that i've been doing here without looking at it under a microscope and perhaps a more pristine version of it but who knows maybe if you scraped that thing up off the floor you might be able to get something but if that was a natural behavior and not an unnatural one it would have been because it was feeling as though its colony was under threat Mm -hmm. and that would mean that whatever counts as the nucleus of its colony must be nearby. That's more the behavior of an ant when something is coming into the hill rather than just out while it's foraging. Okay, so I I just, I convey that back to Gerard. Sure. So it sees us as a threat. More than that, it sees us as invaders, as trespassers. Are they smart enough to fortify their position and keep us trapped down here? Uh, you wouldn't expect that. I don't imagine... I mean, you know, they've got some some clustering and, and like, 
use social behaviours that they can engage in, but they aren't going to know to like lock down the exits or anything. So uh, if we just stuff a blanket under the door, they shouldn't be able to get in. I reckon that's true, but we're going to want to be extra careful. Um, <clears throat> do we have anything handy here that we've got supplied with us that we could use maybe to um, like blast them out if if need be? Uh, not like a grenade, but uh, an aerosol can in a lighter or something? Sure, we could find something. I didn't think to grab that. I mean, wasn't expecting to fight killer ants. I warned you about the cicadas, though. That's the past, though. Uh, if you've got... Yeah, l- l- let's scrounge something up, and let's just take a defensive position. I think it's more important that we try to make it through the night so that we can uh, attack tomorrow properly. And if we find that that's been a terrible mistake, that sounds like a, a problem for the morning. Agreed. Can we find anything in this room to block the doors up and use as like a mini flamethrower? Oh, sure. You can probably go ahead, like just stuff sheets and blanket under the door to the point where you're reasonably sure. In fact, in fact, if you wanted to go ahead and like soak a sheet in something that would be bad for bugs, like some form of oil in like gun oil, let's say, so that an ant would have a huge amount of trouble walking over it and like just cramming it in there under the door. It would at least be much more difficult and unpleasant for an insect to get in. All right, we do that for the night. Okay, so I assume, Delson, you're going to try to go back to sleep. Yeah. And the rest of Gerard's watch passes without significant anything, like no more noise, no more incursion. So you two switch off. I would like to know both the result of a vitality-based endurance check and what your vigilance is for your watch, Delson. All right, perfect. Oh, hmm, lovely. Uh, so that's a minus two on the dice. Oh. Uh, so that's a zero on... Endurance. Endurance check. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do an active roll for my vigilance. Uh, well, I rolled a plus two on the dice. So wow. my base vigilance is two, so that's four. And then I am going to go ahead and drop my three temp strain to bump that to a seven. That's very, very high. So you also don't notice anything on your watch like there's no more movement there's no more sounds bumps in the night that sort of thing i need an active awareness roll from both delson and gerard before the night is through an active awareness roll rolled flat on the dice so i'm just gonna go ahead and i'm gonna take my my plus two yeah you didn't yeah since you rolled plus two you'd still have that uh i have a three total so yeah i got four at some point the three of you wake up it seems to be morning did you hear anything on your watches christian you unless you forgot something you never got woke up for a watch yeah delson uh did you wake me? Because I did not get Vulcans that I remember, and I am sorry if I fell asleep when you woke me. Uh, I can't recall. Um, yeah, I- I'm having some trouble remembering. I-, I remember getting woken up, and I remember sitting there for a long time. Uh, and I was in bed at the end, right? Yeah, as far as your experience, you don't have specific memories of whether you woke up Christian or not, but the way that you woke up is as though your watch went normally. Mm-hmm. But I, I went back to bed, uh, 
It seems weird though, why wouldn't I have woken you up? I had like a plan in my head to tell you all about the door situation. Did you hear the noise more? No, it was quiet. <sighs> Alright. Well, Christian, at night I heard a noise and I woke Dawson up to look. And when he looked, he was attacked by an ant. Was it a large ant? Yes. Uh, it was quite big, yeah. Ugh. Such is terrible. I am sorry for you, my friend. He's not hurt. Ah, this is good. But we chose to block the door off some more. Could not come in. Yeah, well, uh, we are alive, yeah? So we survived the night. And uh, Christian kind of touches his body, like, to make sure that uh, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, more or less intact. <laughs> yeah, so um, I apologize for not waking up for my watch. I am sorry. Uh, sorry. I, I suspect it might have been my bad. I don't think now is the time to place blame. Let's just yeah, yeah. Um, get everything we need. Let's torch this place and move to the mansion. Agreed. Yeah, this is uh, good. Yeah, good advice. Let's let us go. Just to point out, if you torch this place and the stuff that you need to do at the mansion takes long enough, you'll have nowhere to sleep and no like secure position. Yeah. Scratch that. <laughs> but I mean, you just you don't know yet because you yeah. haven't seen if there's anything significant to do at the mansion or if it's just like, yeah, this place is all fucked up. I guess we're leaving. You know, you just don't know yet. Let's go to breakfast. Let's get to the mansion, do what we need to do there, and then regroup when we're done with that. Okay. And then Gerard starts ripping open MREs and tossing them to each person. Okay. So you eat some adequate food. Powdered eggs and beef jerky. Is there anything else you wish to do before heading out to the residential site? Gerard wants to see if he can find the source of the noise he heard last night. Why don't you go ahead and give me an investigation check with perception, and people can collaborate on this if they want to, just to sort of search the facility and see if anything is different than before. Yeah, the, yeah. The three of us, just to roll an investigation? Yeah, as many as you want to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you just you need to designate a lead player. I'm actually five in investigation and three in perception. So I guess so I guess the guy who was uh, who got the best sleep is gonna be most alert. Yeah, the most sharp for this <laughs> yeah. morning. Yep. Yeah. So you tell me this noise and where you think it's coming from, and I will see what I can find. Yeah. Well, there was a shadow down this way in the hall, and we could hear the almost a, a swishing, swooping sound coming from this direction. Okay. And he's just kind of like looking and like kind of creepy walking feeling his way down the corridor and i roll a three on the dice oh yeah so that puts me at eight perfect hmm wait a minute you have a perception of three you rolled three on the dice that's six if you wanted to spend your three temporary strain that you get for rank five you could go to a nine yeah i'll do that that's enormous thank you i might actually suggest you Staying guys the fuck out sort of, of like way. stay out of his way when you realize like how in the zone he is because you would need to get seven to get him a bonus at all. I set my dice down. I'm happy <laughs> with his rolls. So you see in the hallway, maybe from their description, pretty close to where they reported the sound and the shadow. Christian, you see a slight residue on the tiled floor, just a smear. Of something. Uh, like a like a viscous, like, um, slime-type fluid? There's not really enough of it to be sure. Whatever it was, it's already well-dried. There wasn't enough mm. to stick around for long. Okay. There's just, like a, like I said, it's just a residue. Like, there was some fluid there that quickly dried. Okay. 
Yeah, Delson, I think I found uh, something that was not here when we went to sleep. And uh, uh, he will point. That uh, that does look strange. Yeah, uh, looks uh, icky. Can we take a sample, perhaps, uh, with a scalpel and a, and a bottle? Uh, yeah, I reckon that should be possible, yeah. Yeah, so you, if you want to go back to the lab, you can get the stuff you need to do that, sure. If, if we all agree that's a good idea, I'm, I'm down to go get the equipment. Oh, well, we need to know what it is. Yeah, okay. Let's hazmat up and then uh, come on back. So yeah, we'll do. go and get all that business. Yep. Take a sample. Did sleeping through the night or resting at all uh, restore any of our strain? What's the, the dealio on strain refresh? Yes, you get two strain of each type because while you've been like worried about stuff, you haven't been under extreme stress primarily and you all got a decent rest. So five Fantastic. mental, seven physical, and ten spiritual. Cool. All right, we got the sample. Let's let's do it. Do you know what that residue is? Have you seen it before? Uh, that sounds like I should be doing this uh, lab use check. Yeah, I'll go ahead and since since you've already succeeded some checks of that kind and you have a good background in it now, I'll just say that you this is routine for mm-hmm. you at this point. What is Delson a very distinct memory? in your mind connected to using lab equipment like this like what's something that you always remember when you're in this setting like Mm. a a key memory from your past yeah there's a uh a distinct memory of the first summer that they were in the states and they were they were doing some of this this lab work they were getting more adequately trained up and they had never gone through an american summer before Summers can get a little hot in New Zealand, but they're um they're pretty temperate for the most part. So this was one of their first exposures to just like that overbearing, overwhelming heat. So there's this sort of sense memory of a sweaty shirt sort of clinging to their body as they try to maneuver around this lab equipment and sort of all of the ambient noise of a Chicago summer. While you do your lab tasks... And, you know, determine what this slime residue is, which, by the way, you find to just be water, like maybe the normal kind of sediment that you would expect from perhaps a drip from the ceiling or something of that nature. But while you get these results, you find yourself sweating a lot and inside your hazmat get up your clothes being very clingy and uncomfortable in a manner that really reminds you very deeply of that summer experience that you had. Mm-hmm. And when you take note of that, just as suddenly as you notice, it's gone. You're not sweaty. Your clothes are not uncomfortable. You were somehow daydreaming that. Uh, yeah, so it, it looks like it was probably just just a standard leak. Uh, Christian, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I kind of faded out there for a second. Uh, well, I was I was sort of in the zone doing work, but I found that I was like really, really in a, a particular kind of uh, of space, uh, close to some memories. And I'm wondering, you seem to you know know some stuff about the occult. Uh, I I re- you know, you you took measurements of uh 
sort of the occult realm, and I'm wondering if maybe it would be worth checking in, seeing what's going on there, if there's some sort of um, memory phantom around here. Because, you know, when, when, I, when I gave that radio signal, there seemed to be all sorts of weird uh, information that was being conveyed about my life, and I'm wondering uh, if that's related, or if... I'm just in really weird space after what happened last night. It's, it's your call, you know, you're the expert, and I'm rambling, uh, obviously. I'm just, I'm just yeah. you know, I'm a motor mouth, just running running my mouth off. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... So I just, just, I guess I'm... Delison, I can see that you are very upset, and you are shaken by this, uh, by these things, these harrowing experiences you've had. Um, I would like to you yes use my abilities and uh check into this a little bit in a different way um so can i do like a an eldritch science check or would you say more like impossible geometries type like well those are just different things yeah like what are you looking at specifically um he's he's getting weird feelings off of it but nothing's like pinging the science so i'm trying to do the equivalent in the magic world and i'm just trying or, or the occult world and i'm just trying to figure out which so you're just looking at like the whole environment there's not a specific thing that you're looking at i'm, I'm looking into like why i mean maybe i want to study this thing and see how it makes me feel and then oh just it, the sample that you took yeah oh sure okay in that in that case it's a focus based knowledge eldritch check okay so that's a one on the dice, so that puts me at a four. I'll just take the three temporary strain and boost it to a, what would that be, seven? You get a brief, very shocking, sudden, and disjunctive impression of pain throughout your body, a sense of helplessness, desperation, uh, and confusion, just all at once. It just hits you for a split second, and then it's gone. I need you to roll against horror just for the freakout factor of this momentary event. That's a two on the dice again, so it's a six. Okay, you stand to lose three sanity, passing the check. Okay, so I am going to burn to spiritual. Okay. As soon as it's there, it's gone, that impression. Yeah. And... Other than that, there's nothing abnormal. This sample is apparently what Delson thought it was, but that was a very uncomfortable experience. You certainly reacted in a way that Delson also, that they saw that something happened. Hey, you, you okay? What's going on? Hey, what happened? Yeah, yeah, I just, um, I just, uh I have these uh, these feelings of constriction, and I was in pain and confusion. It was it's all very quick, and it, uh, um, yeah, um, perhaps we take this with us and we uh, we get out of here. I uh, I don't know what this is, and I don't know if I know how to figure out what it is at this moment. Do you have any idea what's causing this? Would I have any way to answer that question, Rob? I mean, not really. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm just not seeing an answer. You can make conjecture based on the information you have, but you don't have like a solid answer. My only, uh, my only thought is maybe this was left by something that visited here last night, and it has these echoes from its power. 
that is my only idea so you know like uh, think of like a slug slime yeah so slugs are slimy the slime is slimy and when the slug okay. is gone the slime is still slimy okay so because this was probably caused by the bugs this is bug slime not slug slime but it's acting like slug slime slipping in and out of our brains or or just like regular slug bug slime i think it's a little bit like creepy bug slime where it's doing stuff in our heads because that was uh, weird for me that was weird for you i do not want to make a uh, garage do something that like that he does not need to it might be weird for him too okay what about the phantom memory thing you mentioned what, what is that he, uh, he's pointing at delson when he says that yeah, yeah, i think that it was it, it was like slime slime stuff um <laughs> I don't know about the, the occult parts of this, and I don't know if it was just because I didn't sleep, but it, because Christian had, like, a weird reaction, I'm I'm thinking maybe, maybe there's something off about the slime. Or something much bigger is here and we just haven't found it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's sort of what I mean. Like, something either left this residue that um, we're not aware of yet, or there's something going on. Um, I will tell you that I know this much about uh, entomology, and it's that ants don't tend to leave that kind of slime in their wake. Uh, and neither do cockroaches. And those seem like the two bugs that we've seen inside of here. So something is either off about them, or you're right, there's something else in here. Uh, and and if it's someone else, uh, I wonder I wonder if it's the person who's sending that message. You know, who? Well, if it's if it's a person, that's easy to deal with. I'm using the word "person" loosely. Entity might be more accurate. Yeah, that is a better word. Entity. So, we should just go to the mansion as soon as we can, get this done with, and leave. Yeah, probably Delson and Christian particularly would be interested in. Wrapping this mission up as quickly as possible so that they can get checked out by a doctor at an Orpheus facility yeah, somewhere. Debrief sounds great. Yep, a uh, hard, hard, hard agree. All okay. right, let's go then. Yeah. The three of you pack up whatever supplies you wish, make your way out of the facility, and take the hike deeper into the woods to where the Weiss estate is supposed to be, and you immediately see signs of activity there. There are a couple different large makeshift tent structures set up, not like camping tents, more like pavilions that you would see at an archaeological site. Mm -hmm. And you actually hear music playing on a radio or like on a PA of some kind, just classic rock being played. And as you approach, you see a person walk from the ruined, burned mansion area back out toward the tents they seem to be wearing safety goggles and a surgical mask type thing and sterile covers over their shoes and gloves um and are we just like at the end of the tree line like watching this or have we just walked down into the bright day and are just sitting at the top of a hill looking down i mean it just depends on how you wished to approach it yeah i would like to say we're at least still somewhat obscured so we can just have this conversation of wtf for sure gerard would 100 percent insist on that okay perfect gerard's probably looking through his scope right now watching this person 
Mhm. Ja, mhm. What, what is happening down there? Shh. I think somebody else is researching this. The person is unarmed. They are carrying what looks like a laboratory microscope slide in their hand as they go toward the tents. I just like the image of, uh, of Gerard seeing a guy carrying a single microscope slide. I don't think this person poses much of a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is he? Uh, is he alone? Is he with a, a, a company of troopers? Yeah. Does he have another one like you? Like, we need to know these things. Who are these people? Do you see a symbol, a, a badge, something? Uh, do I? No, they're just wearing very functional clothing. Just like a button-up shirt and jeans. And then, as, as I said, the accessories to sort of do some sort of scientific work without causing too much trouble or damage to whatever they're working on. Do I see anybody else with them, or is it just one person? You don't see anyone, but... You actually do think that you hear some voices that are not part of the music that's playing, shouting something, like, one to another and a reply? Uh, Delson? Uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You are a very good talker. I have heard you say things before, and you are very nice. Would we perhaps have some sort of badge or card we could use to maybe go down there and... Say hello without causing too much of an alarm. Ah, uh, well, here's the thing. Do I have a badge or something? I don't reckon so. You know, chances are, if I, you know, identify myself as an Orpheus agent, they're either not going to know who I am, or that's going to start something uh, pretty bad immediately. Ah, uh, so... Well, we have the hazmat suits. Could you pretend like you're part of the CDC and... Tell them it's a quarantine area and they have to leave right away. I could do that. That is a very good idea, Gerard. I was going to say we are campers, but I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that I could do this. Uh, hmm. There's two ways that I could do this, and I'm interested in hearing your your input uh, from the two of you. I could do this in a way that endears this person to me, particularly. Or I could do it in a way where I try to just really put the fear of god into them uh make them scared to sort of ever come back with how how bad this sort of location is uh that you know the the circumstance here is uh with everything that's going on so well the mission parameters state that we're supposed to get as much information as we can yeah i think a friend yeah like a tour guide you know you've been on a tour yeah 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 i've been on a tour before yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe like, hey, we are friends. What are you doing here? That is nice. Thank you for showing me. Okay. Something like so, that. So maybe uh, ditch the hazmat idea and instead go in uh, like some sort of, um, what's the word, uh, like paranormal tourist or something. Who's like, oh man, I heard that it's so weird around here all the time. It looks like you know a thing or two about this, Mr. Goggles. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think I'm going to defer to your expertise here, uh, Delson. I will. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do, uh, and I strip down basically to the least intimidating sort of presentation that I can I can manage. Heart boxers. <laughs> Not no, quite sorry. that, but uh, <laughs> what I want to do is I basically want to I want to keep my body cam is the thing. Okay. Um, 
sort of just get that in a breast pocket and try to be casual about it. Or what I want to do is I sort want to sort of make myself look like a like a, a paranormal tourist or a paranormal journalist. So um, I kind of want it to be out. Um, ah, yes. So I don't want to be wearing like the heavy duty like paramilitary gear that Orpheus has given me. Right. But right. Uh, if I have like you know uh, a workable shirt and pants underneath that. And then, like, strap this camera to my chest. Almost like a GoPro situation. Okay, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Go in there like we're a Ghost Hunters type show. Right. So I, I step out of the brush, and I I sort of shout to this person and try to flag him down. Hey, dude, what's uh, what's going on over here? I heard I heard this mansion is uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild. And uh, The person I, stops in their tracks, of course. I, like, I've got a quite channel surprised. on YouTube. And I tap the camera, uh, and it looks like you know a thing or two about that, you know, over there in, in your goggles with your workbench. So, uh, and I, I'm continuing to approach and sort of, I'm very broad sure. and gregarious in my body motions, and I'm like... The person sort of lifts one finger, like, wait a second, then pulls down their mask and says, uh... Hold on a second. I need to put these inside uh, before I do anything else. Can you just wait a second? Yeah. yeah, no, I can I can wait all day, man. Can't can't put these down really like just in the dirt. So give me a moment yeah. and I will I'll be back in a second. Uh-huh. He ducks into the tent, moment later comes back out, uh, and is walking toward you. Um cool. Hey, what brings you here? No, like I said, I, I got this channel on YouTube, and we go to these uh, paranormal sites, and I've heard about the Gravity Hill, and yes, you know we the were doing Gravity Hill. Can you go ahead and make a de- uh, deception check while you do this? Sure. Deception is three. Uh, that's a plus one. I'll take it. Right, uh, so, so that's a four. Okay. I'll put one spiritual strain behind it to make it a five. He's got kind of greenish eyes and brown hair. Pretty tall, not particularly athletic, but looks like he spends time outside. Mm-hmm. And he looks very confused when you run down, like, what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gravity Hill, I get. It's a weird place, sure. Um, but you're not really supposed to be here. I mean, unless very specifically you work for the same people that we do. Uh, we're, like, kind of in the middle of a big research thing here uh hmm oh yeah so here's the thing i've been uh i've got a background in research myself i might not look like it but i'm actually pretty uh pretty savvy around a lab and you know i think that that we can both get a little bit of something from each other out of this out of this situation you know so uh i, I don't see any reason why, if we keep things a little bit on the down low, why we can't uh, come up with some sort of mutually agreeable arrangement? Mm. And I don't... So if you want to go ahead and do a presence check, just sort of try to charm him, sort of try to, like, put him at his ease, that would be okay. Okay. Uh, That's bad. Um, So with a plus one from rank one of unearthly charisma, that sets me to a plus zero base my charisma is a three, and I can spend up to three points of strain. What's your skill level? Two. Yeah. Then I'm going to spend uh, three points of spiritual strain. 
to bump me up to a six. He seems to calm down a little bit through your influence. Now, he's still very confused by you. Like, he really doesn't understand how you got here, what the point is, whatever. He seems to be sort of trying to, like, figure out what to do about you, like, trying to figure out what your deal is. And he seems to come to some sort of decision within himself and suddenly just says the first part of a coded Orpheus call-and-response phrase just out of nowhere to gauge your reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, is it, like, up-to-date? Yes. Then I give the expected response. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, wow, we did not hear that more people were coming out here, and I, I thought, don't know like, anyone was that, okay, you did a good either. job acting like you were not Orpheus, but holy shit, like, that would I have been really... down in the woods. <laughs> that would have been really strange for people to get all the way out here. Yeah, I assume I, it's not I just was... you. Oh no, I've I've got a I've got a squad back there. So how many people are are you with? Our research team is five. We're as you can see, we're set up right here. Uh yeah. man, I didn't know that more people were coming. You said you have research experience though? Like Yeah, I do, actually. I'm, I'm we could really use more hands. Not that we're drowning or anything. There's just so much to do. This place is fucking okay. amazing, as you're about to see. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I uh I wave back toward the tree line and I just sort of do a, a hoot and a holler to let them know everything's okay and they should come out. Gerard stands up and walks out. He's got his you know, rifle pointed at the ground. Christian will probably gather up uh, Delson's things and, and start trudging down the hill when he sees like a sort of happy exchange. Interesting. Okay, okay. The guy says to you, Delson, so you're clearly social operations. That guy looks pretty security-like to me. Third guy, my guess is Eldritch. Occult you got stuff. It. Interesting. The Why the hell did they send an operative cell in here? This is a research site. Uh I feel like there's some like handlers not talking to each other about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It sounds like we're being sort of given direction uh from you know, it, it feels like something got crossed somewhere. We there was another research facility down the hill. And mm-hmm. we just need to make sure that it was all uh, locked down and secure, as well as this area. Oh, okay, that's not... Uh, yeah, that facility's not part of our deal. Uh, we we haven't been using that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So so what is it you were sent out here to look at? Uh, you see that it's it's a lot that's going on, yeah? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I guess they only shared with me stuff that someone had an operative cell. You'd have the, you'd have the clearance. So, all right. Uh, in 1969... Nice. <laughs> There was a cult that was living in this mansion here. As you can see, it's not much of a mansion anymore. Uh, right. So some bad stuff went down. Don't have clearance for exactly what, but uh, I think Napalm got dropped on this place afterwards. And we got sent out here due to some interesting readings to take a scientific and eldritch survey of the site. And uh, as a matter of fact, there is all kinds of interesting stuff going on fungally. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you noticed anything going on with the fauna, though? Um, uh, except the that it's not forms? here. That's the main thing we've noticed. Like, this is supposed to be a pretty pristine wilderness area, and yeah. I don't think anyone on the team's seen, like, a single fucking deer, raccoon, coyote, squirrel, anything the whole time. 
Not so much as heard a bird sing either. So no sad coyote. Oh. Oh. Well, this uh, might yeah. be. Hi. Oh, by, by the way, uh, my name is Harry. Harry Blake. It's nice to meet you. Uh, and he looks back the way he came and like there's some other people stirring coming out of the uh ruins yeah yeah my name is uh christian heinrich agrippa and, and these are my friends dilson carmichael um gerard newstone did you notice the bugs the bugs i mean there are some bugs that's about all that's out here besides yeah, all the not fucking mushrooms normal. what the bugs aren't acting normal aren't acting normal um, in what way do they act that's not normal for bugs? Uh, so we've we've been seeing some uh, behavior in things like ants, where they're engaging in uh, some colony protection behaviors when they're out in the, the halls of that research facility. We've also seen uh, some strange cohabitation between different uh, varieties of insects, as well as some abnormal responses from things like cockroaches when they're being exposed to light and stuff, where they're not scattering the way that they should be. Uh, so, you know, just generally sort of off- type stuff yeah weird yeah Mm. did you guys hear the voice the voice (sighs) no Uh, gerard looks at delson uh you heard it there's a radio frequency uh in in the area and if you if you tune yourself to that uh frequency there's a message that's being played on on a loop uh and i i did try to communicate on that frequency and um Things got pretty messy uh, after after I spoke into it. It it seemed to know things about me that it couldn't possibly know. Uh, so there, wow. there's some considerations on the the occult slash eldritch front. That is very there. strange. We I feel like we need to compare notes. Yeah, because we, we have a lot of stuff that we have found, but it's not all the same stuff you found. Yeah, let's okay. do the yeah, notes yeah, yeah. thing. Oh. Uh, excuse me a second. One of the dudes who came out from the tent, actually, this is Blake. I see from your body language that this is somehow not a problem. I assume that they're with us. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, my name is Sam Davidson. I'm the security chief for this operation. Let's have a sit down inside and figure out what's going on, if you don't mind. Yeah. So this is good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever will uh, keep things running smooth. Christian will just start walking inside. Inside, you see that there are sort of folding tables and chairs, lab equipment, uh, a lot of battery packs, solar panel arrays up on the tops of the tents. Now just get closer, things like that. They've got a nice little portable operation going. Davidson is a broad, athletic-looking person kind of like a rugby player build no nonsense look on his face that apparently doesn't ever switch to nonsense mode at all so you guys all sit down and you do eventually see the five people all sort of convene four men and one woman all wearing various types of don't mess up the site equipment and clothing and as you all make introductions, I would like all of you to make a check with stability or discipline, whatever's better for you. Okay. I'm going to take my uh, plus two for the scene, so that's a five. I got a two on the dice, so can I spend one to bring that up to a six? Certainly. Okay. Uh, I got a blank on the dice, so that's a three. I'm going to spend one to bump it up to a four. Okay. You find that Sarah Crozier, the 
only female operative in this team is the head of research, the scientific head of the thing. Blake, who you met first, and Dave Hellman also are her assistants. And there is a relatively old for Operation with Orpheus standards man named James Powell, probably in his late 50s, who is their Christian, basically, like an eldritch expert who's here just in case there is occult significance or metaphysical significance to anything that they find. Perfect. Delson. Yes. What is a prominent memory that you have of someone lying to you? Mm, That's a good one. So it is going to be a memory from when Delson was about 10 years old. They had been, uh, just got home from school and... And their mom was home and let them know that their good friend had been in an accident on a nature trail. And uh, they would later find out that that she knew at the time that uh, Delson's friend was killed basically immediately in the accident. But she she like took them a fall or something. Yeah, like basically tumbled down a, a sheer cliff into a into a shallow river. New Zealand's like really sort of hilly. Yeah. Um, and like lots of like mountains and ravines and that sort of thing and there's like a lot of thick lush forest so like tripped over a root or something but their their mom told them that everything was going to be all right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and it certainly was not can you describe this friend of yours a little bit yeah so um he was uh one grade older than delson and generally like very charismatic and uh adventurous they had lived in this small town, like he had lived in this small town all his life, and so he really sort of knew the area super well, whereas Delson and their mom had moved in from Wellington at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so this kid was sort of the person who who touched base with Delson, sort of made them feel safe and like there was sense to be made of this new experience. Like sometimes when you're a, a kid there's like some other kids sometimes they're older kids sometimes they're like they've got an air about them that's almost like mature that leads you to believe that things are like stable or everything's going to be all right they sort of exude this level of um calming charisma Mm -hmm. uh sort of imbued simultaneously with a sense of unbridled adventure and that's exactly the kind of person that this kid was so as blake makes his way over to sit down at one of the tables. You feel a stab of pain in your head, and for a moment, your friend is pulling himself toward the table on horribly shattered legs, bones protruding horrifically, not making a sound, casually moving as best his battered and broken frame allows. And then the pain ends, and it is Harry Blake taking a seat at the table. 